Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, it's a sports special as mom and I discuss both the Olympics and the Super Bowl. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. My foot hurts a little bit, as you know, but uh, Ooh, yeah, I'm good in general. <laughs> I had a uh, fibroma attended to. I don't even know what the word is for it, but it was stabbed painfully with a needle many, many times, more times than I really would have liked, oh, which, was, really? which was zero. Um, we... we blew past the zero stabbing my foot with needle Ooh. mark in this doctor's visit. Um, and I thought it was the only we'll one see. puncture. Oh, no. I mean, the needle only pierced the skin once, but it was like in and out, in and out in different parts right. of this. Um, yeah, for a number of minutes. With like rests, like I would say, oh, okay, that really hurts a lot. And he'd say, okay, all right, we'll take a little break. We'll take a little break. Didn't they put Novocaine in there? They sprayed some cold stuff on it, on it, the area where he was going to put the needle in. And there was some anesthetic in the needle. But, um, I mean, I wish he had just given me the ether. <laughs> the old rag. <laughs> the rag of ether. Keep pouring, keep pouring that ether. So I am. Wow. I am in some pain, but less. Uh, well, I'll just say it's a different kind of pain. And, um, you know, this thing built up. Uh, it was from playing the piano barefoot. This is my advice to all <laughs> pianists out there do not practice barefoot because then you're using your toe to pedal, which is not right. And that's what caused this. Um, but uh, I'm on the mend, I think. It's a different kind of pain. I'll tell you what, like a few hours afterward, I bent my toe and the knuckle popped and it was, um, I felt like I hadn't done that in months without realizing it. <laughs> Dad will be glad to hear all this again because I was <laughs> describing it oh, to him in, I'm sorry. in bed well, last night and he kept saying, oh, oh, yeah, ah. yeah. So the needle went in through the side of my big toe. Oh, Which, my God, I think that's enough. Oh, God, that was, didn't expect that. Mm. So I do not recommend. Sorry to start it out on such a gruesome note, uh, listeners, but uh, that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Mom, it's been a while since we had a post office update. What's going on with you? Well, interestingly enough, Jason, our postmaster, mm. went on vacation. Oh, imagine and, that. What? How could and, you tell? And, well, because the post office was all cleaned up, oh. it was organized, you could get your packages uh, by 11 o'clock, and it was like a new streamlined <laughs> post office, not unlike what you experienced with your foot as, as the gradual overtaking, because the, the wonderful woman that took over cleaned the lobby there must have been an inch of dirt <laughs> everywhere. It was so filthy because I said to her, wow, do you know the last time Jason did this? And she said, when? And I said, never. <laughs> He's never 
done this. He's always sitting behind the computer. And she said, well, I was so bored. Uh, but she said, there's no cleaning products here. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing to mop the floor with. And I know there used to be. So he's probably just put all that in a closet someplace. And and uh, so um, I didn't miss him. And I see how far we've fallen. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was telling daddy, it's interesting, the story that we write for people. And when he came on, I said, oh, you know, this job is is a walk in the park. He has an hour that he gets to go home. I bet he gets dinner prepped. Um, I bet he throws in a load of laundry. I bet he's one of those handy guys around the house. And now I know he's just a slob. <laughs> it sounds like he's turned the post office into his personal hovel. Oh, really? And now when I look at him, I think he smells, and it, everything has changed for me. Is he back now? Yeah. Smelly Jason? Yeah. And he was all pissed because Monday, I think it was Monday, I went in because I knew I had packages there. And he got up from behind the computer, and he said, you looking for something? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm looking for my packages. He said, uh I mumbled something, and then he said, oh, I should have stayed on vacation. And I thought, hallelujah, you should have stayed on vacation. Uh, yeah, he, he he's never ready for that curveball of people wanting their mail. Yeah, or buying stamps. Oh, I don't know what I have. <laughs> and I realize now what a crappy job he does, having had somebody in there that would love his job. Uh, but all she does is fill in for people that that are out of the office for some reason or another. But she's excellent. She takes all the packages out of the hamper and and numerically sets them up on the counters and yeah. and he go he goes through every package in the hamper when you ask for your packages. I'm not kidding. Because he'd rather sit on his fat ass behind the computer. Honestly. All right, Jason, if you're listening, shape up. Oh, he's he's beyond. He's beyond that. He has. He he could care less. He could care less. I said to him, I came in and I said, "Do you like the place with a woman's touch to it?" And he said, "What do you mean?" And I said, well, the woman that was here cleaned everything up and got everything organized. And, oh, he didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, it raises the expectations above zero. Yeah. It seems like yeah. the level of work effort he would like to put in about matches the uh, my metric for stabbed in the foot. He seems to <laughs> welcome the work of Postmaster with about the same eagerness. Well, I mean, it couldn't be an easier job working in this little podunk. If people be could only know, when we talk about the post office, it is tiny. It's so tiny. It's like your, it's like your living room. It's like yeah. a, as big as your living room. <laughs> and then half of it is like a hurricane went through it every day. 
every day. I think he's probably surprised that there's a mail delivery every day. <laughs> Grand just, Central uh, it ain't, but. Oof. No effort. I mean, and he could have the whole afternoon to himself if he did a little something in the morning. All right. All right. We've abused Jason enough. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we started off with my medical issues today, but you have, uh, by way of your sister, I guess, experienced I a medical adventure. Tell us. I do. Well, every every medical thing with my sister is an adventure. Uh, but uh, she... She makes somewhat frequent trips to the to the ER for her mate who is uh, suffering with something constantly that's never diagnosed because all they do is go from doctor to doctor to doctor. They don't have a GP, so they go from specialist to specialist to specialist, frequently the wrong specialist. So... They were in the um, they were in the ER two weekends ago. Um, mostly, it's depression. But my sister, who got her medical medical degree on the internet, yeah, um, uh, bestowed on her by herself, also, I might say, ha- comes up with theory after theory after theory, diagnosis after diagnosis. And this time she went into the ER with her mate and she said the National Guard was there and it was very uh, party-like with (laughs) the men there uh, talking to the nurses, etc. Oh, my God. And so when the nurse came in, uh, Carol bestowed on her her theory about blood gases this is your sister's theory yes okay okay so she said and then the nurse left and a couple minutes later she said there was just raucous laughing and i said to her do you know why and she said no and i said they have a big board that they keep in the meeting room that has all the theories of people that come in and she is the only person that had blood gases on her board so it's like she won bingo so they were celebrating and my sister thought I was serious (laughs) What? Blood gases. I don't even know what she's talking about. I mean, I guess that would be like if somebody came in with carbon monoxide poisoning or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. Blood gases. So uh, I said you. The ER staff isn't beleaguered enough, you know? Well. And, and hadn't thought of blood gases themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they already checked that option off the standard form, of course. Yeah, that's the first so, thing yes. to check. That's right, blood gases. So the, that nurse won the big uh, booty of the day. Is that the right word? Hmm. Yeah, sure. Big. All right. Uh, also today, I just wanted to throw this in. I also wanted to tell you that today we're celebrating Dr. Michael Tagahashi's 
uh, 94th birthday and he invented the, uh, he discovered the chicken pox vaccine, hmm. which I suffered through terribly. So, The vaccine or the disease? The disease. Oh, so the good old doctor didn't do you much good, huh? No, nor you. I think you had chicken pox too. Wait, so he developed the vaccine or he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. So thank you. Yes. All right. That's all the if, medical stuff. If your I blood have. gases have settled, uh, you said you have a question for me about. I do. Oh, go yeah, go ahead. My, I do most of my housekeeping on the computer. Um, as you know, I have yeah. no great love for keeping house. Yeah. So, Even though you just spent about fifteen minutes railing against the postmaster for his um, basically equivalent habit. Well, he's. Not, I'm. I'm not getting paid by the government to keep my house clean, and I oh. do vacuum twice a week, so it's more than he's doing. All right. Well, I'm going to message the selectman about that. Well, you just do that. They're not in charge of him. He's. He's an official. No, government. I'm talking about you. I'm going to get the Uh-oh. town of Wilmot to start paying you to clean the house up. That's right. That's right. I. I deserve that. So. So I get rid of all my email as I take care of it. I delete it um, or -hmm. put it in a folder or whatever. Mm -hmm. But my junk folder, I always look at it, see what's in there before I delete everything. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know if you look at your stuff or do you just delete it? Are you talking about junk Yes, Do I look the, at my spam folder? Goes, well, mine's called a junk folder. Well, same thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Mine is called spam, but same thing. Um, I uh, I would say that I look at my spam folder about um, once every two or three months when I'm expecting something and it doesn't arrive. And I say, where the hell is that? And I look at my spam folder and then I see the last like couple months of messages that are in there. I would say once a year at this point, I see something oh in gosh. my spam folder that I say, oh, I wish I'd caught that. And never something like, oh, no, but just like, oh, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so you don't even look at it. You rarely even look at it. Only by happenstance, yeah. Hmm. And do you find now, things in your junk folder that you are glad that you checked out? Uh, sometimes, <clears throat> not that often. Yeah, not it's, that often. They're but, pretty good at this point. They're not perfect, but they're pretty good. The spam filters, I think, for most I think people they are. Yeah. But here's my question: If I click on something in my spam folder and then delete it. Does somebody know that I, quote, unquote, looked at that? Because Facebook seems to know everything mm-hmm. that I do. And I've given up on that. I, I get it now. You know, I get that. So do you think there's any correlation? Um. I will tell you this. If the email has any images in it, um, yes, they can tell if you looked at it. So this is just a um, – here's a tip 
for email privacy for the people at home. You want to, I don't know where the setting is, but um, there should be a setting. I'm just going on the Mac. You use the Mac mail application, right? With the, That's correct. The blue stamp. Um, there's a setting, and I'll get into details with you uh, off the air, uh, but you want to um, set it so that it does not auto- automatically load any images um, that are in an email because that's how um, they can tell you opened it. They embed like a specific oh. image or a specific resource for the email to load. Um, and once they see, oh, somebody looked at that particular instance of this image, they know that was you. Um, so, yes. Um, and the way to uh, prevent that is to not load. It's called remote content. Apple calls it remote mm. content. Uh, mm. You don't want to load that by default. It, some emails won't look right, and you'll have to click the button to load the images. It'll give you a button on your message. But that's how you keep it from, that's how you protect your privacy to some extent on that. Uh, I see. On that well, now I, I do like to I do like to just remove everything all at once. So I look at it, but I don't click on anything. You mean and you just, look at the subject lines in the inbox? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then throw it out. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, you know, I have to win some of these games, right? <laughs> well, this is the what I just told you is the way to to win it just reliably. Don't look at it. Okay. Well, tell, right. do yes, that. Yes, I, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. The setting. I yes. get it. Okay. Cool. All right. Should we talk some sports, 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 sports? Oh, wait. No, before we get to that, I'm going to come back to that. Since we're talking about email, let me check our inbox. Uh, oh, I've got an email I hear, wanted to share here from Kathy V in Hanover, New Hampshire. Um, Kathy writes, Dear Bonnie and John, I apologize this is late, but I had to let you both know how very much I enjoyed the sweet surprise at the end of the November 24th episode. I'm Charlie's mom. It just really made my day to know that Charlie listened to my recommendation. Now, if, uh, for those of you who don't recall, which is most of you, I imagine, on this episode, I gave a shout out um, because I had made a new friend here in Chicago um, who uh, realized he recognized my voice from the Pop Mom podcast and said that his mom had told him to listen to it. So I said, Charlie's mom, you're the greatest. I say at the end of every episode, tell your friends, and you did it. The system works. Well, here's Charlie's mom, Kathy V. Wow. And she says, your words made me feel heard. Now, I never thought of this angle, that it made her feel so good that her son listened to her, but of course, mm. so why wouldn't that delight yeah, her, right? Yeah, definitely, yes. Yeah. Sons and mothers who love each other love Pop Mom for obvious reasons, so I can see why this recommendation took hold, because I could tell from talking to Charlie that he loves his mom. Um, She goes on to write, I've been listening since the Mom on Pop days. Whew, she goes way back. Yeah. Uh, I live in Hanover. I always keep an eye out for Bonnie when I shop at the co-op. I am checking for escaping blueberries and a purple-haired lady who I think... (laughs) Who I think is my kind of person. I think so too, Kathy. I hope you do run into each other at the oh, that uh, would be at the so co-op one fun. of these days. <laughs> what color is I your hair right like, now, Ma? Uh, mostly uh, purple and gray because I haven't colored it. I I went and got a haircut this week, so it's very gray. But I'll have on my Patriots jacket, and you you be looking for me. 
she's a loyal listener. Can't you tell? Escaping blueberries. I mean, these are some deep cut references (laughs) Kathy is making. Well done. Hey, thanks for reaching out, Kathy. Uh, We sure love to have listeners like you. Um, And if you want to reach out to mom and me, the address, as always, is popmom at ological.net. Let me check the inbox for anything else. Uh, Oh, I got a couple of recommendations that I'll pass along to uh, you and to the listeners. Mom, we may end up on these at some point. We may review these, but I'll pass them along uh, whether or not we do. These are two loyal listeners who emailed in recently with um, suggestions. First, Patrick S., uh, who we know very well. Um, says that he just started watching a show on Hulu. <laughs> you should see the emoji rendering of this in his email. He <clears throat> captured it somehow, the Hulu, with his uh, wacky emojis in the email. I uh, just started watching on Hulu uh, called Single Drunk Female. I feel like I've heard of this. It's about a, oh, yeah. a woman moving back to the... Boston area after hitting bottom in New York City. Patrick found it funny and heartwarming and says the characters are allowed to have a good deal of nuance and Ali Sheedy is great as the mom. So it's a mom-specific recommendation there. Mm. And uh, Su Yin, who we love hearing from, uh, Su Yin N writes in and she recommends The Tinder Swindler on Netflix, on Netflix and she would love to hear our thoughts on this true crime story we haven't done the true crime in a long time if ever that might be a fun one yeah yeah if ever yeah true crime true crime yeah um the tinder swindler we may check that one out suyin i like that uh, i like both of them thank you suyin thank you patrick thank you kathy now on to sports 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 special <laughs> What do you want to talk about first, Mom? The Olympics or the Super Bowl? You think about it while I do this little blurb. Okay. The Winter Olympics is a sports event in which players compete in a wide variety of cold-weather sports, which include hockey, ski jumping, and a different kind of ski jumping. Meanwhile, occurring in the middle of the Winter Olympics was the Super Bowl, a popular football contest in which the Los Angeles Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. Mom... Have you been watching both of these, the Olympics, the Super Bowl? Did you catch them both? Uh, yes. I only watched the first half of the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> okay, let's yeah. start there then. We'll get to the okay. Olympics. Uh, you only watched the first half? <laughs> I did. I only watched the first half. Because you had you to know, go to bed or what? Yeah, I have a very strict schedule. Yeah, it starts either. at 6.30 on the East Coast. so <laughs> It's a little late. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, I'm very, um, I think it's very important for what you see before you go to bed, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it's, here's here's my issue. Here's my issue. Um, It's very hard when you have a favorite team in the Super Bowl. It's very nerve-wracking and you know get your stomach upset and Mm. it's very exciting um and when you don't have a team if you don't just absolutely love football it's not that interesting um for me i suppose yeah so what i find myself doing is rooting for a story i'm rooting of course yeah and it comes down to 
I don't really care about the football. Now I'm just rooting for the guy that should get it because he played with a crappy team and now he has a chance. You yeah, know, well, just... that was I talked about that um, before the game that I was rooting for the Rams because their quarterback <laughs> Matthew Stafford played forever for the Detroit Lions and was he'd put in his time. He'd paid if ever there was a guy who paid his dues and played really well and worked hard in a hopeless situation. It was this guy, Matthew Stafford, and he did end up winning, so I was happy. Not that I would have been unhappy if the Bengals won. That would have been awesome, too. Right. It was a happy right. situation for me either way. But, right. yeah, you want to – and the broadcast is built to supply as many of those storylines as possible because, of course, there's a, an ocean of casual non-football fans tuning into the game. But you did not find a storyline compelling enough to keep you uh, watching through the second oh, wait. half. I didn't. I I didn't. But I would like to also say two things. I thought the refs, they missed one call that I really always want them to get, which is a face mask call. And they didn't call that, but they did let them play the game and it did get chippy and they, they intervened, but they really let that game flow, I thought, which was enjoyable. I agree. There were a couple of calls at the end of the game that people have a problem with in that context, but I thought it was a very well-officiated game. Yeah. And I thought Al Michaels and, is it Chris Collins? Chris Collinsworth, yeah. The Collinsworth. Announcer. Did a real, a real nice job, too. They're really the best. Nice. They're the best yeah. in sports, in my opinion. And um, Michaels... Although I have to say, let me, can I interject yeah, quickly? Yeah, go. I was very glad... That Al Michaels did not narrate this the Sally Seashells commercial. <laughs> um, I believe that was Andre three thousand, right? His S's are a little uh, something juicy. Al Michaels. Yes, it's like his teeth don't match up correctly to make just a little S sound. It's like a whole thing. Oh, I've never noticed that. Are you sure you're talking about Al and not Chris Collinsworth, yes. who does yes, have something I'm of a lisp? To... Okay. No. You listen. You listen, buddy. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if he's going to be there next year. His contract is up. Um, he may retire. He may be courted by Amazon, which has a Thursday night football package now. Um I hope he comes back to NBC because I just think that's the flagship broadcast. But I also think um, it's more likely that it's going to be Mike Tirico calling the games for NBC next year, which oh. is which is fine. It could be worse, but um, it'll you be know, a sad think- day for me when Al hangs yes. it up, as it was yes. uh, for me when uh, I heard that Michelle Tafoya, um, who I think is the best sideline reporter, practically the only sideline reporter worth a damn, really, um, she is retiring, and she's one of my all-time faves. Really? Well, she turned into a complete nut in two days. Oh, no. What happened? You haven't heard? No. Oh, my God. She went on, what is it, Tucker Carlson? Is that his name? Hmm. His show? Yeah. She's, you know, and she's going to get into Republican politics and... She's uh, she's a she's a Looney Tunes. Hmm. I didn't know that. Did you just Google it and see? 
Yeah, I see. So that's... No, I didn't know about her politics at all because I just watched her on the football. So, um, I mean, the conservative part of it, uh, you know, okay. But um, just the whole political, the fact that she is a political creature now is a bummer to me. And yeah. No, again, I didn't know. I didn't know any of that. I feel a little naive, but I also that's that's the war. I only know her as a sports person. Yeah, I see. She hosted The View and. uh, Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry I even mentioned her. Well, I mean, it's a fact of life. And I mean, I think it shows you that that we know people we you know, we know people on television, but we don't know them. You know, it's a reminder of that, that we can appreciate what they do as a professional, but we may not agree with with their outside yeah. interests. Um, and I guess I don't, but I still like her and I'm still impressed with her as a professional. Um, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I find myself saying it a lot lately, but I'm actually pretty tired of hating half the people in the country. Yeah. And um, I don't think they're as stupid or as backward as... Um, you know, we just spend so much time telling these stories, uh, other people bad, you know, pretty much yeah. half of what we talk about is other people bad, other people bad. They have the same conversation, you know, you, <laughs> um, so uh, I'm disappointed to hear that, but I also, yeah. I'm just going to sort of block it out and yes. continue to appreciate her as a sportscaster, right. which she was a great one. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's the best way to do it because don't absorb it. It's just, uh. You know, that's that's her life. It doesn't affect yours. It doesn't affect your paycheck. And Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, all in all, I thought it was a very uh, fine Super Bowl. Half of one, at least. Half of one. Half of one. And also, we should say, this, this will be a relief to so many of our listeners. Uh, congratulations to Tom Brady on retiring. <laughs> oh, we hadn't talked about that yet. Wow, yeah. Congrats, Tom. Yeah. You were pretty sad about that. I was pretty sad about that. I was. I was, but I I'm 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 getting more resilient in some areas of my life, especially the ones that I have no control over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it's kind of like Betty White dying at 99 years old, uh, where it's like, oh, I'll, I'll miss that person, but, um, damn, they had a good run. Like how much more could you ask for? It's kind of the same situation with Tom here. Right. You know, I, um, I always enjoy the farewell tour though, the year of farewell yeah, we'll see. Playing I, in the stadium. And, go ahead. I was interested in what Tom uh, was going to do, because I looked at him. After last year, he'd won seven Super Bowls. Um, you know, he'd accumulated all the records. I wondered why he was still doing it. And it was easy to say 10 years ago, like, I'm going to play forever and to, to look right. at him and say, oh, he sure is. And I hope he does. Why should he quit? But um, I just put myself in his shoes and started to ask myself, just like, where does the passion come from? And um, surely it's projecting a little bit 
because I'm kind of in that spot right now in my life. You know, I um, I got into writing about pop culture on the web and um, and you know I ran the website that I loved and I created and hosted a TV show uh, you know I did all the things I wanted to do right. and I thought well I'll do this forever and after the TV show ended and I left the Onion uh, AV Club thank God you know got out of that um company as it was in the process of imploding and uh, I was like okay well it's on to the next thing and let's you know let's start developing the next tv show and um started to get a little momentum on that but I find at this point in my life that I don't have that same fire for it it doesn't interest me as much we have this podcast which I enjoy for its um for its community of listeners um that's and I love you. That's what keeps me coming back. I love to do it with you, and I love our little community Aww. of listeners. Um, but boy, I look at a lot of stuff, and you know, I pursued the YouTube channel for a while, and that got some response. But it's also it's numbers going up on a screen. It's not really satisfying me right. in yeah. terms of personal contact and um, feeling the audience. Anyway, I'm rambling here, but I'm rambling because that's how I feel like in my life right now. Um, yeah. I'm searching for that passion, um, and I guess I just have to be patient and let it come to me because um, it's hard to search for. But I just kind of looked at Tom and thought, like, why? Why does he keep playing? He's he's won all the things you can won. Eight Super Bowls? What does that prove? You know? And... I, reading between the lines of his behavior at the end of the season and uh, the, of course, carefully edited and considered words of his retirement, um, just reading between the lines, I got the same impression that he decided, I've got my little family, I've got all the money in the world, um, what do I need this for? Maybe he's not searching so much as I am, but I think maybe he is, too. Um, I think... He's about as old as I am, you know, so. Um, well, you should call him. I, I, I know. I want to have a talk with Tom and see, like, what do you think? What do you think as you now enter midlife and you um, you retire from this thing you always wanted to do and you tore it up? Uh, now what? What are you thinking, Tom? I'd love to have a conversation with him, even though I think he's like a weirdo <laughs> and what happened. Um well, that would have nothing not to call offer you me. now. Yeah. <laughs> call him a weirdo. God. Uh, well, he is a weirdo, as most um, high achieving sports people are. But uh, I sympathize with him, and I'm sure I'm projecting a lot onto him. But I just, I really was feeling Tom in his retirement. Hmm. See, that's interesting. I think relating to that uh, with empathy is that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so wistful, I guess, and uh, sympathetic is how I felt about Tom's retirement. But uh, yeah, I wasn't too busted up that he he called it quits because it's time. Well, I'm going to miss his eye candy uh, on the fields. <laughs> but I do have your father, so I guess that's enough. There you eye go. Candy yeah, the Tom Brady person. of Wilmot, New Hampshire. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, oh, that's the Super Bowl. We haven't even talked about the Olympics. Let's hit on the Olympics. I'll hit on the Olympics. <laughs> what have you been watching? Any of it? Skating? You watch, yeah, you're watching those cheating figure skaters? Yes. Yes. The, <laughs> what a the mess. Debacle. Oh, my God. What a mess. You know, I had I had mustered up some American pride, you know, which used to be how you felt as soon as you turned on the yeah. TV. Now it takes a little effort. <laughs> and, and now now there's this not only this scandal. Uh, I don't know how you take someone's heart medicine by accident. Um, but what about this skater? What was her name? I, I'm probably not saying this right. Shakari Richardson, who was disqualified no for marijuana a number of years ago. And my God, you know, it's like uh, Armageddon. And here's here's this one. And, and, and here's something Daddy said. There was there would be no ceremony if she got on the that's right if she won and what about the silver and bronze people? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's disgraceful how they're handling it. Um, <laughs> so uh, to fill I don't people know. in, we're talking about um, this uh, Russian skater um, Camila Valieva. I may yeah. have mangled the pronunciation a little bit. Um, who tested positive before the Olympics for some banned substance, and um, they're just like, um, well, we don't know what to do. Because <laughs> um, the team won a medal with her on the team, um, and but they didn't give the medals out, and there was, I don't know, it's just a, a mess. And It's a mess. It just seems like they want to say, hey, Russia, take a hike, but nobody actually has the gumption to to say right. that because you know that we have to entertain this pretense of oh russia isn't in the olympics it's uh, athletes affiliated with the russian olympic committee oh lord it's so yeah. toothless um yeah yeah um, it's a mess and either there's rules or there's not you know if there's rules then let's abide by them because that that maintains some sort of order but to have rules and disregard them is is outrageous, I think. At least it's just figure skating, which barely has rules to begin with. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, can I say something wonderful, though? Can I say, Tara Lipinski, Johnny Weir, A1, best in the world they as are, announcers. They are fun oh. announcers, yep. They're enthusiastic, they, they're expert yep. They don't talk too much. They know when to be quiet, when to talk, um, what to point out. And I heard Johnny Weir say uh, one one day that I was watching him, and he said about a skater, you know, he's just the best. He's He's got all the moves like they're wrapped up in bacon. He's just <laughs> delicious. And I just, I glowed with admiration <laughs> for that. I thought that was so fantastic, unlike when we used to hear Peggy Fleming give her oh, bitter uh, Nobody jealousy. was ever as good as her. <laughs> At anything. Yeah. She was she was so bitter and jealous and it just it dripped <laughs> out of her reviews. 
to hear these two is so refreshing and lovely. They're wonderful. Uh, you know, what often happens with commentators who have a lot of personality like that is they start to think uh, they're the show. So that's what impresses me about these two is they their admiration and respect for the competitors on the ice yeah. comes through and they're announcing. So they do have these funny lines and um, this... Um, like I said, enthusiastic air about them, but they are not overbearing. Uh, yeah, they do a great job. They do a fantastic job, not to mention wardrobe. Woo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. And it's boy, the Win Olympics needs a little spice like that. Uh, not to um, impugn the vibrant cultures of our Scandinavian friends, but... Um, these Nordic sports aren't always bursting with uh, flair and personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at least on the fig in the figure skating arena, we can get some uh, color and fun. Um, that said, I, I haven't really watched much figure skating at all. I have enjoyed a lot of the uh, sports that involve tricks, like the uh, when this uh, the freestyle skiing where the skiers go off the jumps and do all the flips and twists and the half pipe snowboarders mm. um, I used to play a game called a video game called SSX um, that was um, it was a snowboarding video game and you there would be these tracks or in one of the later ones there was a whole mountain that you could go down filled with jumps and you'd do these like tricks that seem humanly impossible and I'm watching the snowboarding now, and they're basically doing SSX in in real life. Hmm. The way they've continued wow. to push these tricks, it's like watching a video game. The the height and um, motion that these snowboarders get. So I've really enjoyed. Um, I've enjoyed that. There's a lot of hockey. Uh, I, I I can't see the puck, so I don't really. <laughs> I, I don't really enjoy that, I but I'm looking forward to curling. Well, curling's always on. Yeah, I know. You're not looking forward to it. You're not going to watch I curling. I don't understand it. I think it's, uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Um, I like the combined sports, as I know we talked about the biathlon on the last podcast, which you hate. I also like Nordic combined ski jumping and cross-country skiing. Um, mm. I knew a couple of Nordic combined Olympians because uh, I was on the cross-country ski team in um, in high school, and we had a couple of Olympic alternates on our—they uh, would oh. sort of drop in and sometimes ski with the team. So— I have a certain fondness for Nordic combined. I never did ski jumping. I only did cross-country skiing, but a lot of people uh, do both, hence the sport for it. Well, and now the thing where you went to high school does have a ski jump, but um, as with some things, uh, insurance has impacted the availability of that. Oh no, really? But not not at not at your school. But oh, okay. uh, yeah. As you can imagine, you know, how how you could get hurt. So <laughs> Yeah, launching yourself into the air off a off a yeah. jump. Yeah, you could get hurt. You can get hurt. <clears throat> All right. Well, um there's the, the uh, shaggiest coverage of Winter Olympics. I think you'll get to this Olympic season, but it's uh that's Pop Mom's take on it. Mom, what's your grade for first the Super Bowl? 
Uh, I would give the Super Bowl a B. Oh, wow. And uh, for the Winter Olympics, still in progress. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give that a C. Oh, wow. I'm, Lower than the Super Bowl. I'm really annoyed with the whole ridiculous figure skating thing. I'm yeah. just annoyed with that. There's always some ridiculous figure skating thing, though. Has there ever been an Olympics where the figure skating was just smooth sailing? There's always something. Hell, Is going there? back to um, Tanya Harding's skate lace <laughs> snapping. Breaking, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, there's always some drama with these... I mean, speaking of weirdos, it's just... <laughs> That's not nice. Well, it's true. It's such a neurotic sport. Um, and all the the judging weird... I don't know. It's uh, Look, I'm going to tell you, and and you, you alluded to this earlier, but, um, you know, any of these singular sports where people excel... I mean, look at my father. He was a pole vaulter. Like, do you know anybody that was more eccentric, more, yeah, that's right. you know, talking about all his accomplishment and he call you every day and tell you how high he Paul vaulted and, you know, they're all weirdos. Uh, what's your recommendation this week, Mom? <laughs> oh, oh, <clears throat> well, I have, this is a wonderful book, I have to tell you. It's called Woodrow on the Bench by Jenna bloom and it's a story uh, that it's a story uh it begins when her dog goes into heart failure mm. and uh he then lives for some months more but it tells of the journey of that and uh things to look for it's a very it's a tough book but I wished I'd had it because while I had a plan for our dog at the end, in the in the moment of the flurry of doctors, something happened that I wouldn't have allowed. What happened? You know, we, well, we went for a consultation with the oncologist and... I thought we were going, well, we were just going for a consultation, but suddenly uh, the dog was being whisked off and given a dose of uh, some kind of chemotherapy. And she she died that same week. Yeah. And I had vowed that we weren't going to do that, but you get in a situation and you, uh, I don't know, unless you're very stern with your thoughts, which I think is important to do, to do the right thing by your dog. And this woman had a plan. She knew how she was going to, um, deal with the end. She had a very long time to suss it out. And in the end, I don't think she did what she had planned either. Mm. So it's just a very good book to read if you have a if you have a dog and something to think about that that they don't live as long as humans and um I think it would be very helpful. Hmm. You know um 
I believe this saying is attributed to Mike Tyson, um, who said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm. And confronting your companions, your animal companions' uh, mortality, it's like getting punched in the face. So it's so hard to hold the line. And, you know, the doctor has things that you hadn't thought about and terminology that you weren't aware of. And um, it's so easy to get dazzled and not know what is the right way to advance. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, a good recommendation. That's Woodrow on the bench. And the author was, Mom? Jenna Bloom, B-L-U-M, or Blum, whatever. Okay. Uh, Check that out at your local library, bookstore, or website. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, though, Mom? I have nothing on my sheet here. I have written right here in big letters something interesting. Okay, we'll run with that. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email. You heard me talk about it earlier. The address is popmom at ological.net. You can talk to us about anything because we love you. And mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you too. Love you too.